Hello and welcome to the Neil and Amy podcast. This series of episodes is called Wayfinder. Why? Because this world, the people in it and the pressures of it can jack you up and they can cause you to lose your way. Next thing you know, you're overweight, unmotivated, frustrated with the relationships around you. Your life shattered in pieces and you're watching episodes of Dr. Phil and Jerry Springer just to feel normal again. This show is about helping people find joy in the middle of challenges because life is too short to live miserable. Today, episode number 14. It's pretty cool that we're 14 weeks into this mm-hmm. journey. And uh, Amy is... That's my name. Don't wear it out. Yep. She's looking healthy. She's firing back. She's getting the bright eyes. Well, she I've, had, I've had a little bit of time to sharpen my arrows. Yeah. Dang. They're not very sharp right now. They're getting pretty sharp. Trust me. You can sling them bad boys if you want to. <laughs> so... We are titling this episode, Bon Voyage. Why? Adios. (laughs) What is that anyway? Bon Voyage. Good wishes on your journey, I believe. Yep. Kind of like, peace out. I'm headed to a better land. Yeah. It's like, we'll think what, we'll wish wonderful thoughts on your journey as you go into the black hole and we don't know if we'll ever see you again, but we'll wave and we'll, we'll break champagne on your boat. Yeah. <laughs> on your boat. As you <laughs> so what's that? A long time ago, we put this quote on different like press products that you created. And it was mm-hmm. something about you'll never something. Do you remember it? You'll never. Well, you're asking the person who can't memorize crap. Yeah. Um, it was a Christopher Columbus saying. Mm-hmm. And I'm going to totally Keep trying, jack it up. Tr- try it's hard. like. Eric, you might want to Google this. I'm Googling. It's, um, you'll never reach the something until you lose sight of the shore, but I don't know what the something is. It's like your destination, maybe. You'll never reach your destination until you lose sight of the shore. Okay, let's see if Eric can find it. Yes, it's, it's, it definitely has to do with being a boat that's positioned on the land mm-hmm. and and you've got this hope, you've got this dream or this desire to go to a way better place, mm-hmm. but you don't have the courage to actually set sail. Right. Don't you're, have the courage to leave you're the You're the shore. boat owner, but you're not actually using your boat for what it was created for. You're just like hanging out in the dock. <laughs> Give me a drink. We're sitting on our boat, enjoying the waves. That last trip that we never took was amazing. Yeah. <laughs> So that's the, that's the idea behind today's episode is we're trying to get you to a place where you are finding the courage to jump out and to do the very thing that is like passionately somewhere stuck in your heart. You found it, didn't you? I found it, yes. What is it? You can never cross the ocean until you have the courage to lose sight of the shore. Ooh. There you go. Who said it? Hallmark. Ooh. <laughs> <laughs> no, I, I I think it's attributed to Christopher, yeah, Christopher Columbus. So how did you know that Amy's got me indoctrinated with Hallmark movies for the last six weeks? I, I didn't. I was just thinking that's the sort of thing you see on a Hallmark card. Mm-hmm. Yes. Have you ever, Eric, I think we should go into every once in a while throwing a have you ever at Oh, Eric. that would be fun. Yes. Have you ever watched an entire Hallmark Christmas movie. I'm going to go with no. Oh, 
I'm going to make your wildest dreams come true. I what? have 45 of them TiVo'd on the freaking DirecTV app. Yes. If TiVo's even a thing anymore, I don't even know what it's called now. Maybe we'll have to get to a point where we do a, a have you ever with Eric, and then we present <laughs> Eric with a challenge. Oh. And then and then Eric brings back a report. <laughs> this could be really dangerous. <laughs> Can you imagine Eric? Just sitting with a bowl of popcorn watching his Hallmark Christmas no, movie. It and would, it would be, be terrible. Is, there's like, is purgatory a thing? Like, purgatory is like something that happens. Like, it, I think Catholic people believe it's what happens right before you go to hell. <laughs> is that what, is that right? Yeah, that seems right. <laughs> That's so it, definitely not what I thought it was. No? What did you think it was? I thought it was when you are in jail or prison and you like have your spouse come visit you for <laughs> for physical that's affection called, no. that's called conjugal oh. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and it's a completely type a different type of visitation oh <laughs> gotcha <laughs> but if you'd like to make arrangements no i okay. think that the thought of that was purgatory is that the word purgatory purgatory <laughs> Perjury is also something that's totally different than purgatory and also different than conjugal. Gotcha. Yeah. All right. When you commit perjury, that's a different thing. Gotcha. Anyway. Back on track. Eric, are you up for the Hallmark Challenge? Not Definitely <laughs> not. I'm sorry. <laughs> oh, that's good. You'll have to come up with a different challenge. A different challenge would be okay. Yep, sounds good. <laughs> Well, so the, the concept here, Hallmark did not make that statement. Christopher Columbus, the one who sailed the ocean blue in 1492, is attributed to making that statement. And it took, obviously, crazy amounts of courage. I don't know, I can't remember from back in the junior high days of learning about this, but I know that there was a lot of failure involved with setting out on the journey to the new world, right? Mm -hmm. And what's beautiful about what we're doing right now is we're, we're trying to help you get courage. And a lot of what we've been sharing over the previous weeks, we are, are giving you tidbits, little tiny nuggets that will help you find your way. Um, it's kind of in, in launch to what it is that we've been writing or creating, which is the Wayfinder book. And that is on the way soon. And, um, and this concept is something that we feel is if you, if you don't have the guts to jump out and go and you need some tools, you need mm -hmm. some very practical tools, weapons in your arsenal that this is, this is a key component. So today, what we're going to be going over are some key components that we think you need from our experiences and from looking at the experiences of others to jump out and to, and to set sail to the new land. And um, what we've covered so far, thus far, over the last couple of weeks, we've talked about safe people. We've talked about how, or how important it is to have a crew around you. And we've talked about the importance of quiet time, the importance of checkpoints. All of those things set up the concept of setting sail. Because when you get on a big enough boat and you're going to this brand new land, it's pretty critical that you have a crew around you, right? Yeah. Pretty critical that you have people your life that depends upon it. Your life does depend upon it because there's a lot that that is required to go from one place to another, and so that crew is important. 
people that you can trust, safe people, important checkpoints are navigational markers, if you would, or also known as waypoints where you're plotting the way. Every once in a while, if you're sailing and you're not checking your course or your direction, you're going to get off track. Right. And and you could end up doing loops or circles and landing back in the same spot that you started. Mm-hmm. And that's what we're trying to prevent. But oftentimes, I think many of us feel that way. I don't know mm-hmm. if you ever feel that way. That yep. It's just like, gosh, one repetitive circle of life. Like, am I going anywhere at all? Right. So that's... Uh, the reasoning for laying out some of the groundwork that we have thus far. Mm -hmm. So if you have actually taken the steps and you've assembled a crew, and my guess is that you probably thought it was a great idea, but you probably haven't done it yet. Mm -hmm. That would be my guess. That sounds great, but should I actually do that? Uh, That seems like maybe a lot of work. I'm not sure if I really need that right now. Well, We want to, again, encourage you constantly be putting tools around you, topics that are going to move you toward um, transition, change, and the brightest, best future that you could possibly have, which is one that's filled with joy and leaving misery on the shore. How about that? Mm. So that being said, uh, we're going to jump into a few of these specific uh, points and topics. Amy, anything before we jump into those? Well, I feel like we needed like a confetti cannon after that last statement. There's some snow spray right there. Oh, there is some snow spray right there. (laughs) I'm not sure what snow spray is. (laughs) Me neither, but that's why I bought four cans. (laughs) Um, Oh, I like this little statement that you said, honey. All right, go for it. You jotted this little note down for me uh, just to help keep me on track. It's you know, when you set sail to a new land, you don't know all the stops that you're going to have to make. Mm-hmm. You don't know all the enemies that you're going to encounter. And you really have zero confirmation that you're actually ever going to make it. Mm-hmm. But that's okay. Well, there's there's my life in a nutshell. A handbook, whatever you want to call it. I mean, think about it, though. Like, if we actually knew what we had to endure in our journey, would we have done it? I'm pretty sure I would have cashed out and moved out of state a long time ago. (laughs) Just going with my gut on that one. Yeah. Like, um, maybe even out of country. I don't know. Like, I don't think I would have signed up for the last 20 years. Yeah. Disappointment. Mm -mm. Friends stabbing you in the back and leaving you. Yeah. I mean, so we want to encourage you. This is going to be a great journey. It's going to be wonderful. There's going to be no problems. There's going to be no enemies. No, that's You're going to not make the point. it. You're going to, it's the basically point. like an escalator. You just step onto it and then it just takes you straight there. <laughs> yeah, I wish. But you know what is so cool is that through every trial and every, I don't know if you'd call it turbulation or what is it like in, when turbulence? you're in that? Yeah, t- like it's where. Have you ever been in a plane and like the turbulence is so bad that you seriously all you're do all you have to do like the only energy you have is like God forgive me of my sins Lord please let me come into heaven I don't know what's gonna happen right now please protect my children you're like writing like notes as if the notes are gonna like be found and anybody or is it just oh me? no 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 I you you <laughs> so for me you know that if I start to nod off you know like ever. Yeah. I'm kind of jumpy anyways like that. Mm-hmm. Like I'll start to nod off and then I'll, I'll like twitch real hard or something. Well, I remember being younger. It might have even happened with you on one of our flights, but just nodding and then all of a sudden 
hitting a turbulence bump that was so hard that I actually blurted out, oh my gosh. Yeah, I was like, definitely ah, with you. Like, like shouted it out. And you also spilled the drink and the peanuts and everything yeah, else, I remember. An- another time, <laughs> I pulled the, this is kind of different, but I, I pulled the cookie cracker wrapper so yep. hard that it shot my cookies yeah, yeah. <laughs> over the seat and landed in the person behind me. I remember. Yeah. So definitely, yes, I, like when turbulence hits, <laughs> I hate to say it, but I was like the little girl who yelled out, you know, and and like made a scene Mm -hmm. when the actual little girl sitting next to me was still just playing on her like little color book or something. Right. And the point is, is that it's okay that we don't know what's ahead of us. I feel like if we could like make peace with that now, it would give us a little bit more uh, confidence in the journey. Yes. Because... We live in a day and age where we want to know everything before it ever happens. So we want to map our, you know, strategic plan out. We want to make our business plan like this because we know that interest rates are right now this on that and we're going to maximize our return of investment on this and that and none and none. We're in control. Mm-hmm. But the facts of the matter are is we're not in control. Yep. And we don't know what's around the corner. Yes. So as soon as we can make kind of somewhat peace with that as much as our human minds and souls can grab, you know, like, um, what's the word I'm looking for? Uh, comprehend. Thank you. Comprehend. If we can comprehend that we are not in control of everything, mm-hmm. definitely are in control of our attitudes and how we treat people, but we're not in control of setting sail and the waves being a certain height and depth. And we're not in control that the pirates are going to try to take our ship. And we're not in control that, there really is no island that we were trying to set out to, but look at all the wonderful things that we have learned and look at the, all the wonderful things that uh, we get to take with us into this next venture of whatever that is that, that life presents to us. Yes. So I feel like if we can just kind of make peace with that for a minute, that the next things that we go over are a little bit more manageable to one, accept, but then two, like to attain. Yes. Yeah, I feel like it goes back to, as we were talking in the last episode on the importance of a crew, the ability to to allow yourself to be vulnerable. Mm-hmm. Because being comfortable with vulnerability, there are certain things that you and I can control. Right. But there are things that are out of our elements to control. For instance, when you jump into that ship, you do have control of how much you turn the wheel of the ship. You do have control of, you know, maybe the direction that you point the sails, but you don't have control of the massive waves that the ocean could actually present to you. Exactly. So there, there are vulnerabilities that, that you have to be okay with mm-hmm. if you're going to actually make change in your life. If you want it to be exactly as it is now, which for many, it, it, you know, that that's, I'm just going to say it this way. If you don't jump into the boat and get moving and set and sail to new destinations, it's kind of boring. Mm -hmm. And you may want boring. That may be what you want your life to be. And, And okay, so don't judge everything I just said. You know, to me, it may be boring. To you, it may be risky to, you know, uh, uh, you know, today I think I'm, I'm just going to step outside and I'm, I'm going to plant a new plant in my yard next to the one I planted last year, which is next to the one I planted the year before that. 
Mm-hmm. And if that's the life that you want to live, <clears throat> then live it to the fullest and try to find application here. Right. But if you have something deep down inside of you where you're saying, you know what, I know there's more in this life. I know there's more to it. And I want to live at a vulnerable enough place where I'm going to I'm going to jump into the unknown. Yeah, knowing that this, it could be a little rocky, could be a little rough, but and I just want to clarify what we're talking about here isn't the almighty dollar. No. You know, I think that especially Americans equate a new journey, a new venture, um, a new way of thinking, a new way of presenting yourself to the world tied to the almighty dollar. More money, bigger right. houses, nicer cars. <clears throat> More elaborate vacations. Hotter wives. Oh my God. <laughs> Are you going to punch him, Eric? <laughs> I can't. <laughs> you can't reach. <laughs> yeah. I, uh, oh, I should have got the red card. You should have. <laughs> Dang it. Pull his red card. Next week. But I think sometimes that's what we go to. It's like, oh, if I do that, then this. But yes, that is applicable. Mm-hmm. Yes, that that may happen for you. But for others, it might be like an actual sense of peace as you're living on this earth that's yes. creating anxiety and strife around you. For others, it might be healthier um, relationships. Whatever that is, it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter if it's the almighty dollar, peace, inner peace, relational piece, whatever it is, you can, you get to choose how you want to apply what we're about to go over. That's for you to decide, but it is, it it can be like a wide variety of application. Absolutely. You know, we, we say that we have a mission and I don't, you know, Eric and Amy, we talk about this mission all the time, uh, but it's critical that you remember what our mission is because that's why we put together these episodes for you. Where our mission is to help people, that that is you. We want to help you find your calling. And the calling can be that that land that you're setting out to. But that calling can also be an internal land that you're setting out to. In fact, we say very frequently, what's most critical is that our inside is actually at peace and at rest. You know, our and if that's the case, then it doesn't matter what's happening on the outside of us. All hell could be breaking loose around us. But if we have the abundance of like the good virtues of life mm-hmm. abounding inside of us, then we're okay, as the term is in you know hell or high water. Right. We're okay. And so uh, we always want you to process things on the internal first and then move to the external applications. Very rarely do the external things produce internal things. Typically, it's internal things that produce external things. And we try to pacify our internal misfunction, our unfortunate feelings and things of that nature by outside things. It could be putting a substance from the outside inside. It could be trying to relocate. It could be, you know, getting a new friend or a new, you know, spouse or a new ex or whatever. Any of those things are external things that you're trying to use to cope with what's going on on the inside. Did you just say getting a new ex? Like you're like getting rid of someone or is that no. mean like getting a new blank? Blank. Okay. I just yes. want to clarify. Because <laughs> I am getting, getting a new, a new ex. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So it's like so that, that last ex, I need to get another ex means, means my current. Why needs to be X'd out? No, whatever. <laughs> so point being, like we help people find their calling, their, you know, their higher purpose, if you would, um, 
that's the goal because life really is too short to live miserably. So uh, we believe that joy and peace and all of those things should abound inside of us. And it's really, really critical that we make a difference on this earth and we find that call. So absolutely. uh, So let's dive into what we think, what we've needed and what we would suggest others that they need in order to be able to not only get their boat packed, but untie the ropes, mm-hmm. load their crew up, and then bon voyage. bon voyage. The first one is hope. I had a friend tell me this, actually this week, that he had found the meaning of hope in the Greek, which I had never heard, because I guess the meaning I had always heard was from... English. He- was it English or was it Hebrew? Either way. The derivative of... The Greek is intense anticipation of pleasure, which I thought was really interesting because as a little girl, um, I've talked about my childhood being different than other little girls where they had dollhouses and things like that. I had those in my room. I just never played with them. Um, My mom and dad made me a little office where I was like the CEO of my imaginary business and had, before computers were ever even, like man, like offered to the public. I had like fake or real keyboard keys that like went to like a computer monitor that really didn't go anywhere, but I was able to pretend that I was like writing my orders out and all of that. <clears throat> Fairly short after time after that, my dad had a computer built for us. And that was back when you do like the CD backslash if I wanted a game, I'd have to be like CD backslash game backslash Oregon Trail. MS-DOS. Thank you. <laughs> there was no button to like push to get to a game. You had to like write a short code to get to, your, to whatever you wanted. The calculator didn't matter. But I say all of that because <clears throat> in my mind as a child, I had intense anticipation that one day I could own my own business. And it was going to produce pleasure, which was I was going to have customers that were happy with the service that I provided. I was um, excited because I could be the one with the control panel to say, yes, we're going to launch this or no, we're not going to launch this. So this really can be uh, like applied to anything in your life. Hope can be applied to anything. Hope can be applied to wanting to have children when your body's not allowing you to have children. Hope can be applied to wanting to find a soulmate when it doesn't look like what's on the market is what you want to invest in. Mm -hmm. It doesn't matter. Hope, we still need hope in order for our journey. So to make it where you want to go, we believe you have to have hope first. Yeah. And it, it's an expectation. This is, um, Amy and I were kind of wrestling a little bit around this subject. Um, I've always defined it is just an expectation that good is coming. So when Amy was little, it's like, no, I, I'm going to, I get to, it's kind of the difference between get to and got to, Yeah. you know, I, when you have to do something, it's like, uh, but when you, when you get to do something, it's like, yeah, like that, you know, I'm, I doesn't matter what it is. If you have hope, if you have an intense anticipation that pleasure is in your future, it's like, yeah, mm-hmm. it's, it's the wedding night for the virgin. Woo! Like, mm-hmm. I have an intense anticipation that something pleasurable is, is about to happen. And that, that is hope. If you think of it in those 
terms, it's like, man, it, it requires that. That's what we're trying to tell you. It requires that if you're going to have the courage to do something new, to get vulnerable, to leave the safety of the shore, and to go to that next beautiful destination, whatever that is, it requires your expectation that where you're going is good. Right. And your human mind is going to tell you all the reasons why what you're hoping for will never happen. Your spouse doesn't know how to love you. Your boss doesn't know how to appreciate and value you. Your children don't appreciate you. I mean, there's like so many things that <clears throat> these little, what would you call them? What do they call those um, things on, on the web, uh, Eric? They're like... Bots? No. Trolls? Trolls. Yeah, it's like the trolls of the mind. Yeah. It's like they just like are creeping around in yeah. the thin air and then uh -huh. they, 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 they see you get like a glimpse of hope in your yeah, eyes and then they're, they're just like, like extinguish, extinguish. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> exactly. We can't have, we, we cannot give room for trolls. No. Step one, hope, exterminate the trolls. Yeah, which is all the dysfunctional, doubtful thoughts that right. keep you stuck on the shore. I don't have what it takes. I'm never going to make it. I'm not good enough. I'm mm -hmm. not smart enough. You know, that's none of that is is accurate. Um, that that's not true. Mm -hmm. You've been created with everything that you need to accomplish your calling. And so then the question becomes like, well, what is my calling? What is my land? Because um, when you have that in in mind, your created purpose in mind, where you're supposed to be going, then you're going to make it because you were created for that purpose, and that's where you're going to find joy too. That's right. What's number two, Neil? Number two is passion, passion. And what this is uh, defined as is it's strong, and I love this word, barely controllable emotion, barely controllable. It's like that excitement. It's like that Christmas morning excitement. Have you ever watched those? Actually, I, there was this baptism video of this little, do you remember? Is this little yeah. black boy in this baptismal, and he was so excited to get baptized. It's just like... Yes, like I am yep. getting baptized. I've finally arrived. Mm -hmm. I'm here, and the and the minister comes down, steps into the water, and, and he's, he's like, like talking. And yeah, he's, he's taking like taking way too long, taking too long for this kid, and you can see it in his eyes. His eyes are just getting bigger and bigger and bigger, and he starts to get like shaky and smiley. And all of a sudden, he's like, "I can't take it anymore." Yeah. And, he and he just, just like dunks himself, dunks himself <laughs> head first, just like splash. <laughs> and he comes up and he throws his hands in the air. He's like, "Yeah." <laughs> I am baptized, and the and the minister's just laughing, and you I, you can't hear everything going on in the crowd, but man, it's just passion. Like mm -hmm. there's, it's barely controllable, right? And when you have that sort of a passion for your new land, for where you're going, and that is that that is energy. Mm -hmm. You know that passion is energy, barely controllable. It was making me think about, um, is it on the X Men? Maybe. I can't really remember, but I remember one of those um, either like Marvel or DC comic uh, characters that has the ability to like take like balls of fire, right? And like control those balls of fire. And it's like, it's like they've, the point was that there was so much power, mm -hmm. so much energy, so much fire, if you would. And it, and it, got to the place where it was actually controllable. Mm -hmm. See, it's barely controllable, but it is controllable. 
because like passion just loosed that's messy like people are getting like emotionally yeah. like vomited on right. um like it's just like nasty like passion uncontrolled but when it's barely controllable but it's still controllable there's great amounts of power there's great amounts of movement and there's great amounts of accomplishment that can take place through that kind of passion mm -hmm. i like to say if you don't get the butterflies when you're thinking about it then houston we have a problem because it, it's like when you get the butterflies you get the opportunity as a human to like turn those butterflies into passion, which is like moving towards your land. You know, yeah. Your land, whatever. Or you get, you let fear take root and then you run away from it. So make sure you're pressing into that. When you get the butterflies, you're not running away from it. Yeah. Suck butterflies for a minute. Like in relationships, you gotta you gotta keep yourself in the pocket of butterflies. Mm -hmm. If something becomes too normal, too standard, too boring, too everyday, too routine, you kind of you know what's gonna happen, and therefore you kind of lose the anticipation. You lose, and the butterflies can go away. I think it's critical in your in your life with love. You know, I, I remember being really young, and if there was like a crush, like I'll, honestly, I've already described this with Amy. Like there's, if you have a crush, you, you like, oh my goodness, like it's so hard to even talk to them because it's like, it's the guy that's stumbling over his words in the movies because, but butterflies are critical to moving you forward. And if you don't have them, I love that, mm -hmm. you know, sports games, if, if, you know, we always had butterflies going into those games for a right. lot of different reasons, but it's because you're, you're putting yourself out there to such a degree, you're competing you're challenging yourself and you're striving in a direction that really matters and it makes a difference. And that's where passion, I think, comes into a specific play. Exactly. You know the lyrics of Eminem, Lose Yourself? No. Do you? Eric, you got your you? gangster hat I on. I don't. Are you looking at uh, Yeah, because I can't remember. Yes, his palms are sweaty, knees weak, arms are heavy. I was like, that's like one of the first. You want me to no, say I don't. Like I Eminem? definitely do not want you to. Palm but the, sweaty. Okay, stop. <laughs> Can you mute his mic? He's weak. Stop. <laughs> the whole idea is going back to the chorus. Like, if you had one shot or one opportunity to seize everything you ever wanted in one moment, would you capture it or would you just let it slip? You better lose yourself okay, in the stop. moment and own it. <laughs> you better never let it go. Okay, you're in a timeout. <laughs> you only got... You all get the point. You only got... You all get the point. Number three. or not. Stamina. Don't miss your chance to go. This Eric, what do you think about stamina? And Mike, <laughs> drop him. This opportunity only comes once in a lifetime. That's it. I'm done. <laughs> what do I think about stamina? Yeah, what, what comes to your mind when I say stamina? I mean, honestly. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah, Was it sexual? Is this is yeah. a Prozac commercial? <laughs> Viagra. Yeah, Viagra. Oh, Viagra, not Prozac. <laughs> he said honestly. Honestly? Okay, that's good. That's good because you're you have to stick with it. That's you gotta what make he's saying. it last. That's right. Make it last. Good. We're on the right track. <laughs> Don't lose it. <laughs> the mean the. Thank you, um, Eric. Thank you for redemption there. Yeah. 
I looked up stamina this morning on like the actual meaning of it. Do you guys know it's an action word, which means you actually have to do something? Eric knows it's an action <laughs> word. <laughs> stamina is an action word. The ability to sustain prolonged physical or mental effort. Yeah. If you're about to set sail on a new venture, yep. you better have stamina. Yeah. You cannot take two hours of being, having a growling stomach and being hungry and then freaking out because you missed your lunch. Yeah. And you know that just back like that way, it's, there's like a Mickey D's back yeah. there and I can just go back like it won't take that long. No, you got to commit. Yep. You got to commit All for the in. long haul. When you lose sight of the shore, it's really critical that you have stamina, that you have like your eyes are fixed on your destination. Right. And you know that you're not quitting until you arrive. Yep. Doesn't matter. Whatever happens, like you're going anyways. I, mean, I keep talking. But. Yeah. No, I was, I was thinking of the times in our life, in our journey where things didn't look good. The bank account didn't look good. The physical amount of energy that our bodies could... What's going on? Why are you looking outside? There's that my favorite squirrel coming down the tree right here. And I'm sorry, I just got distracted. Okay, it's like yeah, one of those did. moments where it's squirrel. It was literally a squirrel. It's a literal squirrel. And he's my buddy. And he sits right in this little deal right here. And I like looking at him. And so it's like, this is a great spot. Okay, well... Got, Back on track. Neil, if we didn't have stamina, like, think about this for a second. We wouldn't have children. We, oh my gosh. The life journey that we thought we were on, like, especially with um, your family businesses. Yeah. Walking away from that. Like, if we didn't have hope and we didn't have passion and we, yeah, God and willing, had some stamina behind us, yes, we would have fizzled out in like 30 days and came running back going, I don't know what the hell we just did. Yes. And I, can I throw, I want to throw stamina in, in um, context of Amy. I, I want to just think on this for a moment. Like, Amy has just gone through a very specific um, surgical process. And what was removed from Amy was, um, you know, was essentially like a portion of her body that had been failing, but it had been causing her pain. It had been causing her a lot of suffering over the course of about a, a decade. So what Amy's referring to is, is back nearly 10 years ago, we went through a transition we left our family businesses that held security and a future and assets and all those kinds of things that really would have allowed us to be financially sound without worry. And we had to leave that shore to step out into this new direction. And what we didn't know is we didn't know that Amy was going to encounter the sickness that she encountered. We, we had no idea. Had we known that, it was going to be so difficult. It, it might not have been the choice that we would have made to move forward. Um, and I'm not saying that that would have kept us. I'm just saying that was an enemy that came up along the way. It was, 
it was like moments of her really being so depleted. But then on top of that, we chose to jump into the help business, the, the business of helping people. And so then, you know, in order to be in that, you, you're, you're serving and you're giving yourself in some sense away most of the time for free in order to benefit others only to have those enemies. And not that the people were enemies. Some of them did become enemies, but the people that you were loving and serving you know, could turn on you at times. And, and we're talking hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of people that we've worked with really into the thousands now. And even just the few dozen people that we allowed very close that turned on us sharply, that was overwhelming, you know, as we, as we hit some of those walls. And so to move forward in stamina, you've got to know that you are going to encounter waves you are going to encounter tumultuous situations. But what is beautiful, in fact, last night, Amy was in a, a conversation with somebody who's going through a tumultuous situation in, in a relationship. And the, and the advice that was given is these specific times that are hard, that are gruesome, they have the ability to shape and transform you and to make your, your muscles strong you know, very, very strong. She described it as right now you're a little bit more skin and bones, but as you go through this circumstance and you and you navigate it well and you keep your attitude to where it should be and your eyes on what it should be fixed on, you're going to have muscle that forms and it's going to make you much stronger for the future challenges. Mm-hmm. And I, we've only learned that through, um, it's not blind-eyed and bushy-tailed, is it? Is that the same? <laughs> No, that's uh, I think right. the term is like when you, my dad used to say, hey, look at you. I come out of the bedroom. Blind-eyed and wobbling? No, 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 no. no. Oh. Bright-eyed and bushy-tailed was, uh, that's oh, one gotcha. saying like, oh, look, you're all bright-eyed and bushy-tailed. Yeah, definitely um, not that. What's and then the, the other one? one is big-eyed and wobbling, which is, which means like, boom, here I am. Look, I'm yeah. cool. Here, Look, I'm but like sure. shaking, moving, wobbling. Like, yeah, I'm like, I'm the man. You don't know what you don't know. Is it like that? Because I think that that is... <laughs> Go ahead and laugh at me. I don't care. I'm the queen of screwing up quotes. But you're awesome at them, and I get what you're saying almost every single time. What I'm trying to say is sometimes we think we our muscles are just a little bit stronger and a little bit more developed than they are. Mm-hmm. And in my personal life, there have been times where I am consciously competent that I have the muscles to finish the job. And then there's times when I know that I have the muscles there, but I don't have the stamina and I don't have the strength to even engage those muscles. Right. And at that time, that's when the hope and the passion arises mm-hmm. and kind of pushes you through that moment. Yes. Because if you don't have the hope and you don't have the passion, then in times when the stamina kind of runs out, mm-hmm. kind of runs dry, mm-hmm. then you got to fall back on something. Yep. And the falling back is the passion and the hope. Yes. That's good. But what's cool about after stamina, what we think that you need. And, is, I, and I would say it's the number one thing. You know, we're, you've positioned it as number four here, mm-hmm. but I actually see it as the number one fallback. Right. Is my opinion, at least. Go for it. Well, this is like the foundation. Mm-hmm. So it's kind of <clears throat> the placing of it isn't really the... In this... One, two, three, four, this order is not like the placement of the value of four being the least, one being the highest. That's not what this is about. 
But I think that when you, when you are trying to build a campfire and you are trying to get that match to light and the, ma- the, the match box is like a little bit uh, wet from the dew of the morning or whatever, it, it's like there's, there's a lot going in mentally to like trying to stay warm. Mm-hmm. You're like trying to find the dry wood. You're trying to, now you need the match that's not soaked in dew. You need, mm-hmm. there's a lot of effort going into making this fire happen after you wake up and there's literally moisture over all of the ground and every, and the wood you gathered last night. So let's not get caught up on the order of these things, but let's actually apply these things in whatever order they need to be where you are on your journey. The fourth one is belief and faith. Neil and I obviously believe that this is like the number one of, this is why we left the stores. This is why we, step out and do risky things when the bank account doesn't support it. And even sometimes the people around us don't support it. It doesn't matter because the deeply rooted belief and faith in what we know we're supposed to do for our call because we have that trust and because we have that security and we have that confidence, it, it pushes us forward. Mm -hmm. Do you have that belief and faith and confidence in what's being asked of you for your next mission or your next journey or loading your boat up to go to the next shore? Like, do you have belief and faith in what you're about to do? Because if you don't, the stamina is going to run out, the passion's going to subside and you don't even know what hope is anymore. You know, mm-hmm. like ho- what is hope Yeah, when you, when you get down to that road? Yeah. It's, it's when you've been beat up and beat up and beat up and beat up and you don't see a lot of progress it's easy to lose hope. Right. It's it's easy to become beat down if you know. And then when you lose the hope, then the passion. Uh, I'm not even so sure that that's the direction that I was really wanting to go. You know. I mean, is that really a good land? I mean, it, I mean, it might be might be better Better back over there. there. I say Mm -hmm. we flip a Mm U-turn. You know, just go back. Mm -hmm. Um, It comes down to your calling. What you know that you're called to do. We talk about calling a lot. And sometimes I think people think that's like a mystical thing. Like they can't actually grab handles and go, okay, this is my calling. But it's, this is the fun fact. Our creator gave us each a calling and he's not standing up there with like a stopwatch and he's got like this whole, you know, physical agility test. And he's like, okay, you will receive your calling if you can get through this obstacle course in 25 seconds or less. You know, but I think that as humans, we think that. We think that our creators up in heaven, like judging us, keeping track of like moment to moment, like you're either in or you're out, you're either going to make it or you're not. And I think that through those filters, we actually lose the joy and the beauty and the passion and the hope and the stamina of what we're called to do. Yes. So what are we called to do? You know, if you're called to do something, you 100% believe that you're capable of doing it usually. Yes. You know, and and again, we believe that every single person is called. You are called. So it's not a matter of whether or not you are. You are. Mm Mm-hmm. And because you are, now it's living into that calling. Mm-hmm. You know, it's it's growing into it. It's becoming. It's a process of becoming, if you would, who you were created to be. It, I mean, it's it's going to sound silly, and it's going to go back to Eric's stamina piece. 
But um, when the seed gets imparted into the womb, mm -hmm. that seed is called. Right. That seed, the very little little sperm that connects to the to the egg and becomes Neil or Eric or Amy, that that is a called person from the moment of conception. And so right there, and we've got to remember this, everything that that I am created to be, it exists right there in that moment. And the choice then becomes to the creature because every single one of us is a creation. Mm -hmm. Therefore, we are a creature. Just like when I'm looking at a squirrel, that's a creature. We've got to remember that we are creatures. And so as creatures, we have to choose whether or not we're going to step into our calling. Mm -hmm. Because a creature has a choice. We're, we've been given free will to right. go and do whatever we really want to do. Yep. But ultimately, what we believe is that when you step into your calling and you learn who you are, you learn the very reason you were put on the earth from the very moment that you came into existence, then you step into the pocket of satisfaction. Mm -hmm. You step into the pocket of joy, the pocket of purpose, the, that very place that you were created to be. And, and that's, that's the concept. So, and um, our creator has given us everything we need to fulfill that calling. Absolutely. It's the doubt in our minds that tells us it's not. Yes. It's the doubt. I mean, even in the famous Bible story of Moses leading the people out of Egypt, God chose someone who stuttered horribly, could barely get his words out, and he's the man that is supposed to go talk to the king. It's the master communicator. Right. Yeah. He's supposed to represent his people. Yes. Our world would say, eh, X nay, get that guy to the back of the book. Yeah, like no, he's not going. We need what's our most fluent, persuasive, educated person to go talk to the king to lead these people out of Egypt. Yes. But that's not how our creator works. Our creator's a gentleman. Our creator hand chooses what our callings are and then gives us the opportunity to decide if we want to tap into that or not. Yes. And that's the cool part is that the gifts that he has given us are already inside of us. Whether or not we have um, exercise those muscles and whether or not they're in full effect right now, it, it's irrelevant. It doesn't matter. Now we get to choose. Yes. Now we get to choose to untie the boat. And that's where we are in this uh, season of wayfinding and in this podcast is like, now you are made up of all of these things, these wonderful things. Mm -hmm. You have this call in your life. Mm -hmm. What is it? It existed from the beginning. Yeah. You might not have have known about it because maybe you didn't explore it or maybe you just had a lot of negative interaction in your life that you didn't even think it was achievable. I don't know what it is for you, but I still know that the creator gave you a purpose on this life and what you have to offer on this life is something that only you can offer. Yes. So what is it? And That's worth exploring. It is worth exploring. And, it, and, and thinking in terms of, you know, in the womb, you know, from the very beginning, you had a purpose and a calling. And so you're then growing in that womb to a place where you are able to leave that womb and step into this world. And that's like stage one, step one, right? Now I'm, I'm exiting and I'm entering. And, and now you're learning to breathe on your own and you're, you're learning to, to do, you know, you're learning to then crawl, you know, or eat and then crawl and, and then walk and then, 
eventually run and then you know get to the age where you actually can make truly your own choices and your own decisions mm-hmm. and you know there's this process or this evolution of growth into what you're called to do what happens though for many is somewhere in that you know age of like those pre-adolescent to adolescent years and then on into adulthood there's formations and assumptions that happen that prevent us from actually stepping into our actual God-given calling or creator-given calling. And it's really critical that we go back to those moments and we start to look at, well, where did I start to be way more about myself Mm -hmm. than I was about the purpose that I was here? When did it become a lot more about what I wanted rather than what I was created for? Mm -hmm. Because when we go down the road of what I wanted, a lot of times it leads to dysfunction and it leads to misery because if we didn't make ourselves then we don't know what we were made for and so it's really important that we understand that if we were made then we were made for Mm -hmm. and if we're made for then that's what we're here for right and that's the purpose that we are about and that's where i'm going to find my ultimate fit Mm -hmm. my ultimate place of satisfaction like wow every everywhere else i felt like i was odd and mispositioned mm-hmm. and just not where I needed to be. But then when I put this, this priority of my calling and my purpose in place, now all of a sudden things fit. Yeah. And that's Can I get vulnerable for a minute. Oh, get it girl. Okay. So growing up in like a conservative faith-based home, I don't know at what point I believed this, but I thought that once I like made peace with, my creator that I wanted to accept my calling on whatever it is that he had for me in this life. I thought it meant that I had to like go to like Haiti and be a missionary where that came from at a young age. I have no clue because I, we didn't even have social media when I was a kid, which is the epitome of what Amy would say is misery, right? Like I do not want a hundred flies in my eyes. (laughs) Dry skin is going to, make me crazy i can get i can get along with not eating meals and things like that i've figured that out with all the stomach issues i've had but the fact of the matter is that i actually thought that by accepting whatever gifts god had given me here on this earth it meant that i had to use them in a sacrificial way that was going to be devastating to what amy actually wanted in this life what I've learned over the 25 years of trying to navigate that is that that is the lie that keeps us from finding our calling. Mm-hmm. Because if Eric, if we can make Eric feel like if he actually wants to like find his, his mission in life, it, it's going to mean that he has to make up a whole new series of gifts that he has, he's not familiar with and has no clue how to do it. He might not want to do it. Mm-hmm. But the fact of the matter is, is that God is the giver of good gifts. So all the gifts that we have are made, I believe, are, are given from him, from heaven above. And are suited for your purpose. And are suited for your purpose, which also is in line with your desires mm-hmm. and your passion and your purpose mm-hmm. and your hope and all of those things. So I just want to clarify to anybody that's listening, when we talk about finding your calling, it's not a giving up of what you're good of good at. It's not a giving up of what you, you know, trading in what, what you know to what you don't know. If that makes sense. I don't Mm -hmm. know if I clarified that well enough, Yeah. but 
if you can get comfortable in knowing that all these gifts that you know you're capable of are actually supposed to be used to not only move your boat to a new land, but think about all the people that are on your boat that are going to receive many good gifts because you had the courage to untie that boat and leave the shore. Your crew might not have ever left that, untied that boat and left the shore. The people back home that you're leaving the shore to show that there is more to this world than what they currently know, they might not have the courage to do that. But if God's given you the courage to untie the boat and leave the shore, you better do it Mm -hmm. because not only are you going to receive your calling in a different light that creates so much satisfaction, that's the one thing that everybody underestimates. Yes. When you're living in your calling, you are so satisfied. Yes. I can look back in my life where I'm like, I was in my pocket. Mm -hmm. That sweet spot, I had so much satisfaction. When my head hit the pillow at night, I slept so sound because I knew I was doing what I was called to do. I was using my gift to not only help the world or help my family or help my neighbor or whatever it is on whatever level. It doesn't always have to be big. It can be like just... Smallest of things. Smallest of things. The satisfaction is amazing. Yes. Greater than anything I could ever experience. So when we talk about having belief and faith in that, that you are called to do something great, you have to know that we're speaking from the other side of this mic is speaking from someone who has been beat up, who has believed lies that if I answer my calling, I'm literally going to be covered in not even sand, but like powdered sand where it's like in my eyes and my allergies and I'm sneezing and can't control it and ran out of Benadryl. You know, it's like, what? That sounds miserable. That is not I, How am I supposed to help anyone if I'm in that kind of a frame of mind? Yeah. Well, that's not my calling. Yeah, it's not. God has called other people to do that. What is my calling? What am I supposed to do? And so get a rein on your, your thoughts and your false beliefs when you're thinking about this because false beliefs will leave you down a ro- lead you down a road that is usually going to have a lot of despair and lack of hope and lack of passion, and your their stamina is not even capable of being present in those circumstances. Yeah. Yeah, so belief, the word belief, the word faith, the word trust are all very, very similar. And what this, by definition, it's um, belief and faith. It's, it's trust, faith, or confidence in someone or something, or it's complete trust or confidence in someone or something. And so essentially what we're we're pushing you toward right now is the is the reality that where you are going what you are called to do that there really is like goodness in in the, in the future of this and there's a created purpose in the future of this and and when you have faith in that or belief in that or trust or confidence or the other word is certainty that you're certain that I'm I am created and I'm I've got a role, I've got a part to play, mm-hmm. and this thing, it's it's good. Mm-hmm. There's there's a passage that or the idea behind the passage, it says, uh, when when I was younger, I did what I wanted, I went where I wanted, and when I was older, I I kind of like spread my hands out and went where I did not want to go. But here's the reality: you're going where you don't want to go, and this is kind of playing into what Amy said. 
she didn't know that that was what she wanted to do, which was to live into her calling. She thought it was going to look like this, but actually it looked like she wanted. Right. And and so living into it, you, you may not think it's going to take you in the direction that you want, but that's the faith that it mm-hmm. takes to jump out and go. Mm-hmm. And if you aren't willing to actually step out into the unknown, which is to have faith and belief that it's a good land, that you have what it takes, you know, that that there's a good force behind you or within mm-hmm. you or around you driving you to that good calling, then you're just going to stay stuck. Mm-hmm. And you're and you're going to act like that's the best thing for you. And you're even going to talk like it's the best thing for you. But the reality is, you know, you never put yourself out there. Mm-hmm. You never actually jumped. You never actually went. You said you went, but you didn't actually go. Right. And so the challenge here is uh, for you to say bon voyage. Right. Good wishes on the journey. Untie all the familiar. Yeah. And and set sail. You know, for some of you, that might be an inward journey of actual faith and trying to discover, you know, who you are called to be. Maybe that's specific to your journey. For others, it could be like our family who they've been living in that faith for a very long time. And then, you know, the the direction shift for them was now move north and mm-hmm. go to a completely new land and go pioneer a new dream on a new property, right? That that could be where you are, but whatever it is, you've got to be willing to step out and you've yep. got to be willing to go and you've got to have hope, mm-hmm. you've got to have passion, you've got to have stamina, and you've got to have that belief in order to see that vision through mm-hmm. and to get to where you're called to go. I like your quote. You should bust that quote. Well, it's not my quote. It's Mark Victor Hansen's, but it's your belief determines your action and your action determines your results. But first you have to believe. You do. It's the substance. It's it's the certainty. It's the confidence. Mm -hmm. That's what it is. So. So take a few minutes and think about that. Try to apply that to your circumstance where you are. Figure out which one of these four you need a little help in. If you've got a crew, that's a great place to start. Safe people. And here's the fun. Not so fun, but I'm gonna, we're just going to, for the sake of it, say fun. You're probably going to fail, just like a little toddler is going to take its first step and it's going to fall. Some people call that a failure. Some people call that a success. It depends on how you look at it. As young parents, you look at that as a success. They took their first step. But so many in this world are going to look at that and go, yeah, but he still can't walk. He fell down. You know what? Screw all of you who think like that. (laughs) It's time to start thinking, you know what? We took our first step. So take your first step. Yeah, you might fall down. Your knees might bleed. But guess what? It's okay. Your palms might be sweaty, like Eminem said. It's okay. It doesn't matter. Take your first step. And I believe, Neil believes, Eric believes, that as you take your first step out towards whatever that is, it could be a a journey that you've been on already for a decade. It doesn't matter. But you know what that next step is. And we believe as you take that next step that your hope is going to increase, your passion is going to increase, your stamina is going to take shape, 
and that you're going to get those butterflies in your gut that are like calling you towards something greater. So stay strong. Keep believing. You'll be on the path. You'll find your way. That's right. You'll make your life count. Won't Won't be be miserable. miserable. Yeah. Eric, closing thoughts, questions? Um, Like, comment, share, subscribe. Yeah. Please do that. We're we're starting to develop a little bit of momentum, but um, we definitely could use your support in doing so. And uh, by throwing out even the little ratings or things of that nature, it helps us get some traction, I think, with mm-hmm. um, with helping get the message beyond our current audience. So. If you listen to any of our podcasts and you think that a friend or a loved one could benefit from that, there is the little share option on that that you can just text it directly to them if you're in the iPod, or not iPod, um, podcast app. And that's super effective too. Absolutely. Thank you for listening, and we will catch you all on the next episode. That's right. We love you. Bye-bye for now. Bon voyage.